Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. Remember what your why is, what I like to call your why. Sit down and think, why am I doing this? And this can be two things. This can be what your why is for you. So maybe it might be, I want to create a lifestyle where I'm earning X amount of money and I'm working these hours. And then it can be a bigger purpose. You know, for me, it's helping people to look and feel the best version of themselves using natural and effective techniques. And that's what, what runs through every single thing that I do. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello and a warm welcome back to this week's episode. So this week I am the guest. I was chatting to the wonderful Carrie Erickson on Bath Radio and I asked her if I could share it here on my podcast because I thought you guys would love to hear the chat that we have about face yoga, about wellness and about business and some really juicy information in there for you. And the sound quality my end isn't great because we did it as a phone conversation, but I still knew that I wanted to share it with you guys. I'm sure you would really, really enjoy it. And before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to remind you about my brand new book, The Face Yoga Journal, which we do really delve into in this episode. We talk about the amazing two minutes a day that I recommend, your one face yoga technique and your one wellness technique, and how my book, The Face Yoga Journal, really helps guide you through that. So you can get that now if you're in the UK. You can get it on Amazon. The link is in the show notes. You can also get it at loads of other places, Waterstone. Double H Smith and so on. If you are anywhere else in the world, it is still pre-order, but you will get this first week of November. So go ahead, go to the link in the show notes and it'll take you straight through to the pre-order on Amazon. And if you've already got the book and if you're a fan of it, I would love if you could do an Amazon review. It would mean so much to me. And talking of reviews, I know I don't ask you guys about this enough or ever really, but if you enjoy this podcast, it would also be so, so wonderful and means so much to me if you could write a review. It only takes just a minute or two. You can do it wherever you listen to your podcast. So if you listen on Apple or Stitcher or Spotify, but definitely if you listen on Apple, I would so appreciate just taking a few minutes to rate and review this podcast. And if you feel that you could give it a five-star review, that would be absolutely amazing. As always, sending you all the love and all the gratitude in the world. And let's delve into this week's episode. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. 
Oh, it's a it's a pleasure and a delight. I've been following your work for um, some time. I have lived in Bath for about two and a half years now, and I am an avid yogi myself, as people who <laughs> tune into the show regularly know, because I always mention it. And I really love what you've done, which is you know not only kind of incorporate maybe what I would call more conventional yoga into your lifestyle and and offerings and what you do for people, but you've developed your in- entire own methodology, which is not just created by you but you've had it accredited and and reviewed and you've by now not only instructed so many people and how to perform face yoga on their own face but you've taught a lot of teachers which is just incredible I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about I know you've done this before on your own channels but just kind of give us a brief background to you and your business and what you've been doing here in Bath for so long now Sure. So my business started almost 19 years ago now. So my journey was was one which had quite a difficult start, really. I became very ill after university. I was diagnosed with first of all glandular fever and then ME. And I was very much um, bedridden. I was very much housebound. And doctors sort of said to me, there isn't a huge amount that we can do about this illness. You know, we haven't got a magic pill or a cure for you. And I used to be someone who was massively stressed, very much burnt the candle at both ends, very much a perfectionist. And I realized that this whole lifestyle and this mindset combined with getting the virus of glandular fever had massively affected my nervous system, my immune system, and led me to pretty much completely burning out. And I was determined to get better and overcome it. Someone recommended that I try a bit of yoga. Now, I've never heard about yoga before, but I got a yoga videotape. I started just little parts of gentle yoga, so some breathing techniques. I did just a little bit of gentle stretching because, of course, most of the time I couldn't even get out of bed. But I remember so clearly that taking that first deep, relaxing, calming breath, I just felt inside me, okay, I know that I can heal myself from this. And this really led me to then discovering lots and lots of different ways to heal myself. Everything from mindset work to things like positive affirmations and visualizations. I was reaching out to lots of different holistic therapists, from life coach to acupuncturists and massage therapists. And I really put together this whole program to completely heal myself. And I was one of the lucky ones that did heal myself within 18 months. And when I was completely recovered, I knew that there must be other people out there that either want to just feel healthier and happier or are going through a similar illness and want to learn these really simple and natural techniques, but techniques that have a a really significant difference to your health. So I then did my training as a relaxation therapist. I did training as a yoga teacher. I then went on to do training in nutrition and face massage. And initially at university, I'd done my study in education. So I always wanted to teach, um, but obviously I didn't know I was going to go through that journey and then teach people holistic therapies. So I started to teach a lot of yoga classes, meditation classes, relaxation classes around Bath. And there were lots of reasons I got into the face yoga. One of the reasons was as I was teaching these yoga classes, so this is sort of going back 16 years now, many of my clients were saying to me, you know, Danielle, I'm loving your yoga classes. They're turning up my body. I'm feeling so much clear from the tension and stress I've been holding. My mind feels calmer. 
but I wish that I could lift my face naturally. I wish there was something with my face. And the reason I say 16 years ago is back then the skincare industry, the wellness industry, the options for people, whether it be the more invasive options for the skin or the more natural options, just weren't there. So there's this whole community of people that really wanted something for their face. Now, there were two other reasons I got into the face yoga. The second is I did training in face massage, and it was beautiful giving people treatment. But I really wanted people to be able to use these techniques on their own face every single day because I didn't want them to wait a month or two months until they came for a treatment. And thirdly, I remember training as a yoga teacher and just thinking, how crazy is it that we learn everything about toning muscles, relaxing muscles, massaging muscles from the neck downwards, but nothing from the neck upwards. And there's actually 57 muscles in the head, face and neck. So it was all of these things combined that led me then to start researching a lot more about the face. So I draw on quite modern research, so things like how the muscles are composed in the skin, the skin layers, the lymphatic system, the circulation, all of that. But I would also do a lot of research into techniques which have been used for thousands of years, so in traditional Chinese medicine, in Ayurveda, um, in traditional Japanese therapies. And I start to put together the Daniel Collins Face Yoga Method. Now, at first, I was just teaching very small amounts of it at the end of classes. So as I said, I was teaching a lot of classes around Bath. I had a lot of groups. I also did a lot of one-to-one sessions. So I would do maybe like five minutes or ten minutes at the end of the yoga class. I would also do lots of little focus groups. So I would reach out to my clients and say, look, you know, I'm developing this program for the face. Would you like to try it out? I'd love to get your feedback. Um, let's do before and after photos. I would make a CD of techniques so they could do it every day so they'd really get to know the techniques. And actually looking back now, working with real people and actually honing my techniques with them and gaining feedback was a hugely important part of developing the Daniel Collins Face Yoga Method, which, you know, fast forward 16 years, I'm incredibly lucky that I teach this all around the world. I train people to be face yoga teachers. So we have over 1,030 teachers in 50 different countries teaching face yoga. I've got published books, I do apps, um, I'm very lucky that millions of people watch my YouTube channels, I do lots of stuff along social media, um, I have a skincare range um, and do work on TV, so I love what I do, I feel hugely passionate about it, you know, my story definitely comes from a place of pain, but the wonderful thing about that is it led me to my sole purpose, it led me to be able to teach what I love and, and all these years later, you know, hopefully continue to make a difference to people's lives. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that what you were saying about people seeing results in their body and then wanting to kind of replicate that in the skin if possible, um, I mean, that really strikes a chord with me because I see how the wellness industry has grown over the past you know, maybe 20 years in particular. I mean, it's now a trillion dollar industry and there's a lot of different approaches to how you can look and feel better, which is what we all want. And if you're on a yoga journey, you understand the power of toning the muscles, of using the breath, of relaxing tension and kind of stimulating things in a gentler way. And so you'd be inclined to look towards more naturalistic ways 
to achieve what you want in in your face. But what I also really love about the way you work is that you you kind of work alongside the developments that I guess have come along in the 16 years you've been doing this. So I know in, in your media, you always say if you've done Botox or if you have fillers or if you're doing other things, that's absolutely fine. Um, I mean, maybe there's like a window of time around, you know, between treatments when you can't do face yoga and, and those sorts of things. But it, it seems like you've really kind of moved along as, you know, different ways of treating these issues have have come to the the fore. Absolutely. I feel hugely passionate that face yoga should be open to everyone. And you're right in saying, you know, if someone has has had Botox or fillers, there's at least a two to four week window where they don't want to be massaging or exercising their face. And I always say, just check with your practitioner, you know, ask them, when am I okay to do my facial massage? When am I okay to do my facial exercise? Because they know, you know, where you would have had the the fillers, the Botox, how much you've had, etc. So always just get the go ahead first but certainly is there for everybody lots and lots of people come to face yoga because they want an alternative to more invasive procedures but other people do it alongside and it and it really is something that you can just integrate into your day-to-day life i always say to people you know sit in where you can so maybe you want to do a little bit of face yoga whilst you're applying your skincare in the morning maybe you do five minutes or even 20 or 30 minutes while you're watching tv in the evening Maybe you do a little bit while you're in the bath or shower. It really should fit into your life rather than feel like an extra thing that you have to add to your day. Oh, exactly. And I think that, you know, as you say, and I know this in my my own practice and the work that I do, that it's the little bits that we we do every day that that really add up and make the difference. Of course, going to a class is really beautiful and and you're going to get more from that experience. But in terms of um, really keeping up the work, it's essential to do it do some every day and it doesn't have to be onerous. Now on this show, one of the things I really like to highlight is is people who are shaping and and really giving something to the local business community. Radio Bath is a community show and and we're really all about bringing listeners information about what's, what's happening local and people who are doing such wonderful work locally. And one of the things I really felt when I first moved to Bath and I was kind of trying to check out what was going on in the scene and who was here and what was available is you have this huge kind of you know international profile of uh, your work but you also you know from time to time you hold workshops here locally and you're you really seem to be about promoting and and teaching other people to create a, a, a livelihood and a business for themselves based off of your methodology. And it's something that I so appreciate in what you do that it's not like kind of protecting territory or anything like that, but you really seem to want all of your students to, to do well and be able to support themselves offering this incredible healing work. I wonder if you could tell me a little bit more about that because it really stands out to me um, in the wellness industry. Course, and thank you for saying that because I've always felt really passionate about community. And when I first started my business, it was forced in Bath. I just had recovered from the illness and I had no contact. I had no money. You know, it was really starting from absolute scratch. And I built up a really wonderful community of yogis in Bath. And as I started to take my business more nationally and then internationally, I really wanted to keep that community feel. And you're right in saying, you know, occasionally I still do things within the local area, but even when I am doing things internationally, I want people that 
come and particularly train and do our teacher training courses to feel that they're supported. I call it our face yoga family. And I do everything I can to really promote our teachers, to help them out, to answer questions, because I want them to win. You know, I'm not here by any means to say, okay, you can come and do my teacher training course and you can qualify and go and teach other people, but actually there's this restriction or that restriction. I want people to fly. I want people to live the life of dreams. I want them to have a really, really successful career in that. And I do everything that I can to do that. And, you know, I also encourage everyone to support each other as well in sort of 1,030 teachers that we have. We probably have maybe three or four males, but all the rest are females. So again, I'm really about women supporting women and I encourage everyone to lift each other up. And I always say to our teachers, reach out to other teachers, even if if it's through social media, even if you don't live in the same area. And if you do live in the same area, join together because we are stronger together. I really, really believe that. And many of our teachers have done that. So it was really lovely to see over lockdown, lots of the teachers of the Daniel Collins Face Yoga Method doing Instagram Live together. And maybe they didn't even live in, live in the same country, but actually they were sharing their passion for face yoga, for wellness and for helping people through social media. And I also see in lots of different countries around the world, lots of different cities around the world, teachers of the Daniel Collins Face Yoga Method within that community joining up and doing wonderful things like face yoga workshops or these gorgeous wellness retreat days where they integrate face yoga but they bring in lots of other skills they've got as well and it's just so wonderful to see and so wonderful how everyone's empowering each other. Yeah, it, I, I, you're right. There's so many different ways you can offer these techniques. You can, you know, create something that is, you know, j- just purely about the face. You can add it on to other types of yoga that you do kind of at the in the class as you did at the beginning of your own career in in this way. And I, I really love that because um, th- then it kind of it it will reach more people because we all have different areas of, of expertise and different areas of interest. And we'll naturally, even just because of the, the type of person we are and the energy we carry, we will reach different people. So it's fun to be able to put uh, your own spin on things, you know, even as you kind of teach the the same techniques that um, are kind of across the, the board of your school. And something that I I want to promote on this show as someone who does a little bit of work in this industry, I think there's sometimes a sense that if you work in beauty or if you work in holistic health, it's a lot of hustle and not a lot of reward. And I just wonder if you have any kind of more concrete stories or advice you would give to people who really want to make a livelihood but don't want to burn themselves out, you know, hauling yoga mats and gongs and speakers here and there, and they want to create a lifestyle that supports their health as they're supporting other people's health. What are your thoughts on that? Well, my first advice would be um, remember why you started. So whether you're at the very beginning of wanting to set up a new business or you've got an existing business and you are feeling like you're working too hard or you're burning out, remember why you did it. Because I honestly believe that we burn out when we're not completely aligned with, with what is right for us. Maybe when we're saying yes to things that don't particularly serve us. 
we are taking on too much and we know that we're not particularly liking doing those things or we're worried what people think of us or we're doing certain things which maybe impress people or maybe look good but they're not actually necessarily making us feel good or maybe even bringing the money in so remember what your why is what i like to call your why sit down and think why am i doing this and this can be two things this can be what your why is for you so maybe it might be I want to create a lifestyle where I'm earning X amount of money and I'm working these hours. And then it can be a bigger purpose. You know, for me, it's helping people to look and feel the best version of themselves using natural and effective techniques. And that's what, what runs through every single thing that I do. But it is, and you know, I, I never sort of sugarcoated it. It is hard work when you are self-employed, when you own your own business. But it shouldn't be a constant hustle and it shouldn't be at the expense of your own health and wellness. It's really important to remember when you're someone that is in the wellness industry and you are probably therefore someone that really naturally wants to help other people, that you can go sort of above and beyond and do too much. But you don't need to do too much. You need to look after your own health as well. That is absolutely key. And something which I often recommend to our face yoga teachers is something which I call the magic wand technique, which is if someone could wave a magic wand, what would your ideal day, week, month, even year look like when it comes to your teaching, your sharing of your face yoga or your other wellness techniques? And actually write that down because everyone is so different. And often what we think we should be doing is very different from what we want. For some people in that might write down, actually, I want to do three face yoga workshops per month. I want X amount of people coming. I want it to bring in this income, and that is right for them. Other people may want six one-to-one clients every day, and they want to do it all in the same location, and they want to rent a therapy room. Someone else might want to do something which is all virtual, and they're all home-based, and they may want to do it within working hours, within school hours. It really doesn't matter. So take away all those expectations of what you think about yourself or what you think other people think of you or what you, they might expect of you and just come back to what do you want and then use that as a guide. You can then start to put tangible goals into place. So, okay, if my ideal week or year looks like this, what do I have to do? How many clients do I have to have? And then remember when you're doing that magic wand technique to put in other things which serve you and your wellness as well. So maybe part of your ideal week would be to attend three yoga classes a week. Maybe it would be to have an hour each morning for a morning routine, whatever it is for you. And again, everyone will be so different with that. So this is the advice, of course, of face yoga teachers, but anyone in the wellness industry, but actually anyone with their own business or even a job or even without a job, to be honest with you, because we often don't sit down and assess what do we want our week to look like? How, how do we want to be living our life? We get so pulled along by what everybody else expects of us or the pressures we might put on ourselves. You know, I absolutely agree. I, I just, so like you, I have children. I have a six-year-old boy and I have three-year-old twin girls and I am just starting to to teach now that they're all back in school. And I think also if you have passion or you have lots of ideas, you you can think that you should go really big. But I've actually found that I really do need to start slow <laughs> and let everything settle and let every other aspect of, of my life settle. And sometimes it's 
not until you really take a, a conscious moment, as you say, and I love that. If for no other reason, you know, there are so many times in life I wish I had a magic wand that, you know, you take that kind of consciousness about what it is you you want exactly um, that can really help you understand in a more holistic way what the work means to you and what it allows you and what abundance really is, because sometimes abundance is having that time to really do a beautiful morning routine, as you say, or attend some classes yourself or catch up with someone between your sessions. So you're not just running from one to the next, but you maybe have time for a coffee with a friend or to eat a mindful meal or whatever it may be. And I I think the opportunity is there. I do think we're kind of, we're, there's no substitute for hard work. I'm a big believer in that. But I also believe that we're kind of coming out of hustle culture, particularly in the wake of these past, you know, two years, really. I wonder if you could, if you've ever reflected on the fact that you're here. For me, Bath has a really special energy. There's a healing energy here that goes back thousands of years with the waters and everything. And when I first moved to Bath, I was really struck by, for given the size, you know, there's a lot of boutique gyms and a few yoga studios. And there, there seemed to be a pretty vibrant, community of people who are interested in health. And you've been here so much longer than I have. I I wonder if you've ever from time to time reflected on anything that you think makes Bath special as a, as a person, you know, in, in type, in terms of this type of work. You're so right in saying that, actually. I think that's a really, really interesting concept. Bath has so much history. And like you say, the healing waters just give it such a wonderful energy. I think we're so lucky with the natural beauty of Bath, not only around Bath, but also the buildings itself. So I think when you're surrounded by a place which is so beautiful, it helps you feel good. And when you feel good, you want to look after yourself more, which then lends itself to doing things like going to the gym or yoga classes. So I think it's all massively connected. But I think it's also the energy of people. So I think it takes them as the people to be in for their, their health and their wellness and, and beauty. And then that spreads, you know, energy is contagious. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed really over the years, so I've lived in Bath since 2000, so 21 years now. And I've really, really noticed the wellness scene, the fitness scene, the beauty scene expand hugely. And it was already there. In, in those early 2000s, but it's massively, massively increased. And I really do think that obviously that's in line with the trends in the UK and worldwide anyhow, but I think that energy is contagious. You know, it started with a few people, visionary people that were teaching the yoga classes, were doing personal training in gyms, were setting up beauty salons. And, and it's really grown because people have, have seen the success of that. They've enjoyed that and, and, and they speak to friends about it. And, you know, that's going back to a, one of the oldest business tips there is, really, which is that word of mouth is still the best advertising, even in this digital age, even with social media. When people talk about what they're doing, you know, oh, I'm starting yoga, or I'm going to this amazing gym, and that spreads. And because Bath is quite a small community, it's just wonderful to see how quickly that all has spread. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's it's funny because it kind of has it has this huge profile uh, in in, in you know it's a world heritage site and you know obviously I am not originally from this country I'm American and when Americans come to the UK I mean for sure Bath is in the 
the top five destinations, you know, places that they would go because it, it's its reputation is that enormous. And yet at the same time, I think we're 80,000 people of which I think it's as many as 30,000 are students. So it's a it's a peculiar kind of place in that population wise, it's not enormous. And that can get, give it a really lovely community feel even as it also presents these kind of these enormous opportunities. So I think it's a very special place to be to to live generally and to be in any in any line of work. You kind of have in what you can look back in one direction and then kind of look forward in another. And on that note, what I, I'm I know you're about to to launch another book and I'm interested because you as you said, you have apps. You're all over YouTube, you're all over Instagram and, and other channels sharing your wisdom in all these digital ways. What why for you did you still feel like, you know what, I actually want to release another book? Yeah, I mean a book is timeless and I think so much of what I do is online, which I absolutely Absolutely love because my passion and my purpose is to reach lots of people, to reach millions of people. I love doing that. And actually, the internet and doing this through social media is such an amazing way of doing that. But there's nothing quite like a tangible, physical book that you can hold in your hands. And my first book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, I was incredibly blessed with the success of that. It's been translated in 13 different languages. On its release date, it became an Amazon bestseller, and it is just packed full of face yoga techniques, wellness techniques, skincare, and yoga tips as well. But I also realized I wanted to share even more than that, and I had this idea in the back of my head of the Face Yoga Journal, which is very much an interactive book. So the Face Yoga Journal, which is released on the 28th of September, so you can pre-order it now. So you can pre-order it anywhere that you get books. If you want to go straight to Amazon, you can. You can even go locally if you want to go to a bookstore that they can pre-order it for you as well. And the Face Yoga Journal, it's undated, so you can start it at any point in the year, but it's to be guiding you through for four years. So you get 52 weeks in there. You get 52 face yoga techniques, all with beautiful, beautiful illustrations and step-by-step how to do them. But not only that, what I encourage you to do daily, the absolute minimum, is that one-minute technique, which changes every week, and a one-minute wellness pack as well. So I give you a little thing that you do every day for a week, and then that changes the next week, which is about looking after your well-being. So that's the absolute minimum you can do. If you're quite dedicated with your face yoga, there's also space in there to record when you've done your face yoga each day, whether you've done it morning or afternoon, which areas of the face you've worked on. There's also space in there to write gratitude, your intention or word for the day, so really just step into what you want for that day. At the end of each week, I really give you that little bit of opportunity just to write down what went really well that week and that doesn't need to be with your face yoga practice it can be if you choose but it can just be with your your life your lifestyle your your mindset your body in general whatever you want to record it's really up to you journaling is such a such a therapeutic thing to do i've been a fan of journaling for absolutely years and there's also space there to write what didn't go so well that week so that's also really important just reflecting on parts that didn't go so well and you also 
within the journal separated into four seasons. So it's not necessarily linked up to the seasons as we know them in the UK. It's just a really lovely way of splitting the book into four ways. And within each season, you have a theme. So, for example, you have a theme of love your face. So every week over those 13 weeks, it's all focused on techniques to really help you love the skin that you're in. You get mantras related to that. You get a crystal recommendation. You get a chakra recommendation. You get a color recommendation. So it's really delving much, much deeper into the wellness side of things. So I'm oh, really, really excited about this book. It's perfect if you're brand new to face yoga, but equally, if you're already doing a little bit of face yoga or you're very dedicated to your daily face yoga practice, it's such a good tool to have. Oh, I, I absolutely love it. And you know what? My husband's birthday is September 27th. And I know you said, um, you know, the vast, I imagine that, it, you know, the vast majority of your clients, in addition to the vast majority of your teachers are female, but I think he could get into this. I don't know. I, you know, a little bit yeah. of like some, some ideas about some crystals or some colors. I think what's been so fun for me to see in the, the wellness industry, because I've been following it for, um, some time like you is not only how many different ways you can access feeling good, quite frankly, uh, but also just how widespread some of these concepts have become. So, you know, 10 years ago, if you said things like chakras and crystals, people would think of like, you know, new age hippies in, in the late 60s and now it's it's just become so much more widespread and I think that's a really beautiful thing and I love um, how it's clear to me that you, in, in your own work you have continued to expand you're not just doing the same thing that you were doing when you first started out but you're bringing um, so much more knowledge and information into what you you know what you practice and what you offer which I think is really beautiful. And I'm with you. I, I love, um, the ritual of writing something down. And I, I love the, the physicality of, of a book. I think it, there, it, it, I don't know, it just adds a little something, doesn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely special. And I think books are timeless. I think things like, um, apps or even some of those DVDs, which we've seen come and go or CDs and that type of thing, you know, they all have their moments. But there's something about the book, you know, it's it's one of the oldest oldest physical things that we know and I think it will last, you know, thousands and thousands of years more. So yeah, our book is super special. <laughs> So that I just curious, given given how long you've done this. So, um, being American, what I've always been told, and this is reflective of my own experience, is that in the states, people are a little bit more prepared to invest time and money into wellness and well being. Just culturally, I think that we were more prepared to do that, and there's all kinds of reasons for that. And here, it's been a little bit slower. People have a little bit more skepticism. There's perhaps a reluctance to entertain ideas or or think that there's personal investment is required in feeling good. I mean, do you think that attitude has shifted? Where do you think we are with that in the UK? I think it's really shifted. I've massively noticed it, definitely over the last five to ten years. But I think particularly over the last year and a half to two years, I think with COVID hitting, it's made everybody reassess where they are in their lives, made them reassess where they are with their health. And I think in the States, as I'm sure you're aware, you know, yes, the, the wellness and the beauty industry has got massive and the time and money and effort that people and individuals are putting in 
to their own wellness and health is massively grown, but also there's that polarity as well. So we know that there's lots more things like obesity mm-hmm. and there's lots more stress. There's lots more illnesses, you know, things like heart attacks, strokes, all of that's increasing as well. And I think there's that polarity. And I think the same thing here in the UK, you know, we're finding more and more people are reassessing their their health, looking after their wellness, being really, really proactive. But I think there's the other side of things as well. And I think it's easy, particularly when we're very much into wellness, or even if we live in Bath and we're in this little, almost like bubble of Bath, <laughs> to think that the, the health and wellness industry is just growing all the time. And it absolutely is. But I think we also have to remember that stress levels are also growing, mental health issues are also really sadly increasing, death through whether it be stress or eating the wrong foods or alcoholism are really, really increasing as well. And I think the UK following the trend of the US and actually showing that both of those, I, mean, I don't really want to call them trends, but that's just an easier way to describe it, are actually growing. So that, that's my experience with it, I feel. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, that certainly seems right to me. And um, polarity is a big theme of, of the moment. I think in a lot of different ways, we see kind of extremes on on all kinds of, of things. And it, I think it also can be very easy to think that what you see around you is reflective of the greater whole. But, you know, as you say, just because y- you and those around you are in a certain lifestyle doesn't necessarily mean that that's widespread. And that's, again, why I think it's so important that you are dedicated to not only offering these techniques in your own platforms, but you're teaching other people because they will communicate this in their own way. And then that's going to resonate with people who, for whatever reason, just may not have found you. So, you know, through that process, um, that's how the, these techniques will become more widely available to everyone. And hopefully some people will find something, even if it's just one little thing, a one minute practice. I love that. As a mother of three, especially, I love a one minute practice that you can do every day and it will make a difference. And I, I will say that I have, I've done your, um, and we don't have time to talk about this now, but, uh, I'm going to actually talk to your business partner, Katie, about, um, Hey You and the, the Gua Sha teacher training. And I've done that. And I know notice a difference when I move my face and I see the circulation and I and you you just feel like a whole new person so I really love um everything that you're that you're doing and um I I will be picking up your book and I I can't wait to see what's next for you we're gonna have to go into the news in a minute here but I one last question for you I know that you're always continuing your own training and doing different things so what's next for you from a growth standpoint what are you curious about it's really interesting you ask that I've just been doing training in Reiki so I'm Mm -hmm. at the moment just completing everything with my Reiki too so I'm really stepping in to a lot more sort of healing modality and it's really interesting because in some ways parts of what I'm learning are really new in other parts, it's taking me right back to the very beginning when I did my first training in relaxation therapy. So it's so lovely. I feel like there's that, almost like that full circle at the moment. I'm really sort of thinking about how I can bring that Reiki more into my face yoga teaching, which I love. Um, I'm always about personal development as well. So I'm doing um, an amazing online course at the moment as well by someone called Amber Lee Lyons and she runs Chakra Girl Company and it's called Goddess Magnetism and it's just a really amazing personal development course 
all about sort of stepping into the feminine, but also using that just to manifest what you want. So I'm I'm really, really into that as well. And also in terms of my own training, something which I felt um, quite recently that I'd love to step into even more is learning more about crystals. I really love the crystal symbols. I really love to learn how to play those. So yeah, always training myself as well. I think that's incredibly important. Um, and just studying too, you know, and always thinking how can I improve and change and upgrade the techniques that I'm teaching everybody else as well. I think that's really important when we're a teacher. We always need to be learning alongside that. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And you can always tell the people, and I've really felt that um, over the last two years, I've really seen people who I followed for some time, they, they've kind of stepped it up in a way and they're learning more because the, the, this information is becoming more widely available and you can do so many things and, and it's fun. And if you're, if this is the kind of work you're, you're into, then you will, um, you know, want to continue. And then that just enriches what you do. And it, it's very beautiful. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I might check out some of that stuff myself. It sounds, um, absolutely beautiful and um and very aligned with what you do already and i just also i i love the depth that you bring i mean <laughs> starting do, just doing relaxation therapy i can't even imagine what that was was like but it's interesting to think that there are some similarities to these these practices that are becoming so popular to train in right now. Uh, Danielle, thank you so much for your time. Truly, I could have spoken to you for another two hours, but, you know, one hour will have to do. I will, uh, in the second half of the show, remind everyone where they can pick up your book. And I I don't know if you're planning on kind of appearing anywhere in any of our local bookstores um, as this becomes live. But if that if that comes to pass, I will pass that along as well. Thanks again so much, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it was my pleasure. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.